And at the end of the year, when we sat down and penciled everything out, we had made more money through the appreciation and the, the equity that our buildings had created that we had just bought in that year than we had running around like Chicken Little with our heads cut off building houses. And at that point, Becky and I both were like, okay, we just did all this work to create this amount of money and we did all this work and the buildings and all that worked for us and we made this much money. Like, okay, now we know the direction we need to go. This is episode number five, titled 2020, The Unforgettable Year. <laughs> All right, so this is not an episode of 2020. This is going to be talking about how 2020 and the pandemic affected our lives. And we're going to just chat a little bit about what that year was for us. The good, the bad, and the great. We're going to talk about all of it. Sounds great. Because for 2020, for a lot of people, it wasn't very great. And for us, it was really hard, but there were some really great parts too. So we're going to talk about 2020, the pandemic, and how it affected our lives and our business. In 2020, that marked 10 years that we were in business together in October. Uh, or September 30th is our 10-year business anniversary. Did you know that? I didn't know that. September 30th? I know our anniversary for our wedding. Our wedding anniversary is September 17th, but our business anniversary is September 30th, <clears throat> and we started in 2010. So in 2020, we had quite the year. Noah, do you want to start us off with how 2020 went? 2020 was just an absolute crazy year. Yeah. We had, at the beginning of 2020, we had three employees. Mm-hmm pandemic was all hitting and I was like this pandemic word is so ridiculous you know the whole thing was just my opinion anyhow it was crazy and it just kept getting busier and busier and busier for us and it was like start oh, at the beginning of the year though back up okay so our son turned one in, one February, in February of that year and we had this big party here at our oh, office yes, that's right. it was awesome we had this great his birthday was like right around the middle of February Yes. And we're so grateful because we had a great big party. We with had a all big party. Family. We had both of his great grandmas here. Yep. And that was the last time we were all together because then one of the great grandmas had passed away in June of that year. And so it was like we had two great grandmas, two grandmas here. Yeah. Grandpa. They, I mean, it was just an awesome party with friends, family. That was in February, yeah. Less than a month later. <clears throat> everything was closing down. Everything was closing down. And I think for me, I was like, when I found out UW-Madison was closing down, I was like, what? They're closing down campus? Like, what? What? And I was just like, I couldn't even believe it. I was like, no, no, no. Get, no. We're getting back to work as normal here. And then everything else started closing down. More and more things were closing. <laughs> I was just like, what is happening in yeah. the world? The world is going nuts. <clears throat> now they're going to shut down businesses? What? People are going to go bankrupt? People are going to go out of business. Like, this is a world catastrophe. And just, I don't know, it was wild. And then the fear that was getting instilled in everyone. Like, I remember our, I think it was our governor was saying, if you go outside, 
of your home, consider yourself exposed to, and I was like, it was crazy. Yeah. You know? And I mean, that's still basically what's being said, but it's just like, at first you're like, I can't even, I feel like that we're in the twilight zone. Like this is not happening. (laughs) So I feel like for me, denial is my very first denial, but then also I feel like people's trauma responses kick in. And so people in the trauma response either go to fight, flight, or freeze mode. And I go into fight my, my, um, body goes into like fight mode and I'm like no 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 we're going in this thing like we don't have time to stop like we have houses to build if we don't finish these houses people are going to be homeless and yeah luckily the home building business yep. was not shut down yep but it was a ghost town here for us and so it, it was, was like it was interesting yeah. it was a ghost town it was like we were the only ones like it went like you could hear hammers nailing and it was like echoing across the town you know like <laughs> it was pretty wild so, yeah I just want to bring you in that frame that was, of reference of how crazy it was. That was how was. crazy it was, yeah. And then, like, like the contractors were like, oh, we heard in Illinois they were, they're not letting people work on houses now. And I was like, I like We're in open like, air, like, you we're, know. We need to keep going. And, uh, and it just got busier and busier and busier for us. It was And I don't really so know busy. why. I think I because think people, people were stuck were in their homes and they were like, I want to get out of here. I want a new house. Yeah, and then, like, moved to a smaller area. We had a lot of people calling from, like, Bigger cities wanting to get to smaller cities or moving to the country. And it was just crazy. The phone rang off the hook. At that point in time, we could still get all of our products timely, which was awesome. Fast forward a year and we it's it's getting it's really challenging. But yeah, it was it was just crazy. I it was quite interesting. And Becky was like, I'm just like, this whole thing, like, why is everybody getting all hyped up? Let's just keep working. We got stuff to do. And then as they like all of these other businesses started like having to close or cut back and I was like oh man I started feeling so bad for the other companies especially restaurants yeah restaurants and retail and hospitality all all that that stuff I was just feeling really bad for them because they just people couldn't work it was it was crazy all right so the next thing we wanted to talk about was we had three employees at the beginning of the pandemic and by the end of the shutdown so there was a shutdown for a while they had all found different employment because we're a small business and I was scared. They were scared and I didn't know what was going to end up because I was like, if we don't get nine more contracts, we can't feasibly afford to have the three employees that we had full time. And so they all found different jobs during that time and went elsewhere. And then once the restrictions lifted, I was thinking, oh, life is going to get back to normal. I was going to host events here. I was actually going to open up our office as a co-working space because I was like, well, hey, if all these people have to work from home, like, let's work together. And then, of course, that didn't happen because nobody wanted to go anywhere. Then what happened for us after the, like, kind of the restrictions lifted, I think it was like the beginning of June, the phone calls happened and it was like nonstop and we didn't know how to say no to customers. So we were custom home building at that time and we took on everyone because we were like, we have no idea when this is going to end. Like we got, we have to take on everyone right now. Like we have to go, this is go time. And so that was probably in June, mid June, I would say. Yeah. And we were just the two of us. Yeah. Back to the two of us. Custom building homes. So we were a general contracting company. So we have you know, 90 subcontractor and vendor vendors that we work with, 90 different people probably around that we work with. And so it's not just on us, but we were coordinating 90 different people and vendors, ordering the supplies, meeting with the customers, designing their blueprints, designing everything that they wanted to pick out for their home from the exterior siding 
colors, windows, shingles, stone, pillars, porches, garage doors, to the inside of the cabinets, countertops, flooring, light fixtures, paint colors, floorings. I mean, it's a lot. There's like, plus there's people that had specific options for everything. I mean, there's so many things you can do with your house, right? right. From people had different HVAC stuff that they wanted to put in or different electrical stuff that they wanted to put in. It's just, it's a lot. Like there's millions of moving parts in a custom home. And so we did all of the design work, coordination with the customer, plus all of the customers that we had from the year before were still under a one-year home warranty. And so then we're still helping them with any issues that may have come up in the last year. And so, I mean, we had so many moving parts and by December, oh yeah, mm -hmm. it was six months in of the chaos, and and that's when the delays started happening. Yep. And and timing was off. And in November and December, the customers that we had moving into their homes, everything was delayed like two weeks. So people had to move into their home because they had their previous homes sold, and the closing dates were set because we normally would have been able to be done with their brand new home by the time that they would have sold. And usually our target dates were really good for quite a while. Yeah. Well then the delays, they would be like living, so then we would have to let them move in when it was like hardly done yet. Oh, it was crazy. And then they're watching us finish up their houses and they're just like, this is not what we imagined when we built a custom home. And it was just, we felt like the balls were just getting dropped left and right. And it was not necessarily our fault, right? Because it was delays of was, what was happening in the world. But we felt like it was our fault. Right. We felt like terrible business people and like, this is just horrible. But it was just what was happening with the world. And so I remember <laughs> in December, it was early December. I remember the exact day. Noah was gone. Noah was gone for a week. And it was like a, a needed break. Like he went ice fishing to North Dakota with his friend, which they do every year. They would go to North Dakota every year. And mm -hmm. that was like their getaway. And I wanted them to do that because it was needed, right? We had quite the crazy year. However, during that same week, our childcare was also gone. There was no childcare. So I was at the helm of our company by myself with two toddlers that were one and three at the time. And our water heater went out as well that week. So I was boiling water on our stove to give my children baths at night. And it was just one of those years or one of those weeks. And then I was getting phone calls from customers like, why isn't Noah calling me back on this? Or why isn't Noah calling me back on that? And it was like, just supplies were getting delayed contractors weren't showing up and it was just like one thing after another and I had hit my limit that week and I remember calling Noah and I told him I actually had cell phone service or he something. actually had service yeah he's trying to have this nice relaxing time and I called and what did I tell you <laughs> I'll let you share I'll let you I don't know me. if we can say what you said on the phone <laughs> today. you can leave out the swear words you can stay out there I was like you are fired you're you are fired. fired you can just stay out there and I was like for real no, I, I was like, oh, it can't be that bad. And then Becky went into a Becky rant, and it was hot and heavy, and it was, we're done with this. And I was like, okay, that sounds good. Let's, this is just, it was getting to be, like, very hard to coordinate all the people and everything. And Yeah. So when I got back, we're just like, that's it. We're, we're 
We Don't had a taking meeting. on any customers. We're not taking on any more customers. We're going to build the houses. We're going to build the duplexes. We're going to sell them when they're done. And, and it was uh, just time in the market. It like was it was time. not fun to build custom yeah. homes. And I'm so glad we made and that the decision. The supplies have nonstop since then gotten harder, harder, harder to get. And timelines, there is no timelines anymore. It's yeah. it's crazy. But yeah, so that was 2020. So was, I tried to fire Noah. I was like, that's it. And I came back and then she put me back to work. So it's like, yeah, you know, I was fired for four I, days. He was fired for a minute because I was mad. And I was like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. I got this. Like, I got this business. Got babies on my hip. It's fine. No big deal. Just stay out there and keep ice fishing. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. And the next day, he knew Mama was mad. He was like, mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And he sent, what did you do the next day to try to butter me up? I sent you chocolates. No, I didn't. I sent you flowers. flowers. I think there was chocolate. I sent you, I sent you, and, you and, our, and Tesla flowers. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like. Pfft. Our daughter flowers. And you're like. <laughs> what is this? This isn't going to. You think this is. What did you, you say? Think you this think is gonna this make is going to make me feel better? I don't think so. Well, oh, Okay. <laughs> And I feel like it was just one of those moments that we we have been in our we had been in our business for ten years, yeah. and I was like, okay, like we know how each other works, and yep. it was like one of those moments where he came back from the trip. We just knew, like, okay, we need to just talk about this now that we're both like cooled down from what happened. We're cooled down. I cooled Tabasco down. here had to. I am down. the Tabasco. Noah is the honey. Yeah. I was just mad because I was like, I literally like we just we were doing too much and. We had hit our breaking point. That was our breaking point. Yep. And I and that's when we talked like we are we are no longer taking on any more custom homes. And we had to do that not only just for our own sanity, but it was the market. Like the supply delays, the contractors weren't and right. nobody was keeping up with anything and everyone was confused of what was happening in the world. And so it was time and, and I'm it was so glad we made for that the decision. Too, because then when the house was done, the customers you know, oh, great, this house is done. We can actually move into it on this date instead of, oh, hey, none of this came in. You better back your closing up two months. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's worked out a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. But do you want to talk about the good parts of 2020 after we oh, pulled down see, some the things? the good parts of 2020. At the, at the end of December, what did we find out about our financial status? Oh, yeah. So, uh, in 2020, we also, along with all that, we purchased uh, – 35 units? Is that what it was? Right. At the beginning of 2020. Yeah. At the beginning of 2020, we had purchased 35 units. Um, in January of that year. In January of that year. And at the end of the year, we um, we did some refinancing and stuff like that to get better rates because also the rates were dropping like rocks. I mean, you could get such crazy low rates. I was like, well, we need to utilize these rates to get better rates for our rentals. Interest rates. Interest rates. And at the end of the year, when we sat down and penciled everything out, we had made... More money through the appreciation and the the equity that our buildings had created that we had just bought in that year than we had running around like Chicken Little with our heads cut off building houses. And at that point, Becky and I both were like, okay, we just did all this work to create this amount of money and we did all this work. And the buildings and all that worked for us, and we made this much money. Like, okay, now we know the direction we need to go. The 80-20 rule. Yep. Yep, the 80-20 rule. So, Do you want to share what that was? The 80-20 rule is. And what the amount was? Oh, the 80-20 rule? No, the amount oh. that we made. So we uh, so we had made about a million dollars in equity off of those 35 units. Actually, it was more. I don't remember the exact numbers, but more than a million dollars equity off those just owning those properties for 12 months. And we were fixing them up all through there. 
Yeah. And, uh, it's wild. It's wild. And we, we, so we made more money through the equity than we did through the home building. Which is where, where the 80-20 rule comes in. Yeah. So what is the 80-20 rule? So the 80-20 rule is, Becky probably explained this better, but it's it's 80% return for 20% effort put out there. So we were putting 80% effort out there for the home building and getting 20% return. Uh, Whereas we found where out with the real the estate, we put forth maybe 20% effort and got back 80% reward. Yeah. So, and it, it works for anything. The 80-20 rule, if you think about anything, like what is taking up 80% of your time that is giving you only 20% back and what is taking 20% of your time that is giving you 80% return back. So like right. it can go for any type of thing that if you ever think about anything, really, it's wild. And so the goal is to what is the thing that you're it's only taking 20% of your time that's giving you the 80% return to focus on that right yeah so then it like completely changed our thinking even though we should have known this all along but anyhow it was like actually real live lab happened so then at that point we were like okay we need to transition um to build just build the spec houses sell them when they're done and and buy more rentals so that's what we did yeah but that was 2020 for us so yeah. It ended on a great note, in financially wise, but on an exhausting, burnt out note. It was exhausting. Physically yeah. wise, so yeah. physically we had reached a burnout. Our health was at an all time low. Our bodies were falling apart. Our mental health was suffering. Right. Our physical health was suffering. Emotionally, we were obviously at each other's throats. Ooh. You know, and it was I've never like I've heard this lady say so many f bombs. I was life. just so not fun. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I um. I feel like that's a sign like that you need to listen to, you know, you need to listen to your body, your bodies, our bodies were falling apart. Our joints were all hurting. Our health was just bad. It was yeah. bad. We were it's just taking us probably a full year to, I recover. Would say, to recover from. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, just like after Christmas, it just like hit us like a freight train and we were like, just I pretty much didn't move for two out, weeks. I like, think just immense pain all of a sudden. Like it was crazy. So I guess my message for for our 2020 experience was pivoting, how to learn how to pivot in times of extreme stress, extreme uncertainty, extreme chaos. Like we didn't know what was going to happen and how to so we adapt, adapt and and we we did we took on more than we could handle. But we also didn't know what to expect. We didn't know that the market was going to do what it did. We didn't know supplies were going to be delayed. We didn't know, right. you know, and so it was like pivoting as we went. So learning how to pivot, learning how to adapt, and also I would say learning to listen to yourself, listen to your body, your mental, emotional, physical health. If you don't have health, the money you make doesn't matter. That's for sure. It doesn't matter. And we know that hands down that we knew that time it was time to pivot. And I would say that's the number one lesson we learned from 2020 from our experience was, yeah. was pivoting, adapting, and also just like turning inward and saying like, do I even want to be this stressed out anymore? Do I want to live this chaotic life anymore? Like there is more to life than this. Right. And that's when we knew it was time to change. So yeah. that's what we wanted to share here. <laughs> <laughs>